How do you do? Mr. Carl Lindley feels it would be a little unkind to present this picture without just a word of friendly warning. We are about to unfold the story of Frankenstein, a man of science who sought to create a man after his own image without reckoning upon God. It is one of the strangest tales ever told. It deals with the two great mysteries of creation, life and death. I think it will thrill you. It may shock you. It might even horrify you. So if any of you feel that you do not care to subject your nerves to such a strain, now is your chance to... Uh, well, we've warned you. I've seen enough horror movies to know any weirdo wearing a mask is never friendly. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? No TV and no beer make Homer something something. What is up and welcome to Horror for Dummies House of Horror Week 4. We are the show that comes to you once a week that teaches a thing or two to the dumbest little guy about the genre we love. In this week's episode we will be continuing our House of Horror Halloween Spectacular and talking all about the Universal Monsters Universe universe. We will be discussing almost every one of the Universal Monster films and their sequels and crossover films. Very excited. I am your host, Tim, and with me is the dummy himself. His name is Spectacular Dr. Lufenstein. Taco salad, bitches. Oh, nice. How are we, men? Yeah, we're not. Yeah, I'm alright. How are you? I, uh, um, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm struggling, but I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know when you say all the Universal Monster movies? I, I watched four. Yeah. Okay. How many did you watch? <laughs> Um, 21. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Which, I, I'm so, to be honest... Have you existed as Tim for much this week? No. At all? Or have you just been watching, like, Universal Monster movies? I've pretty much felt like Frankenstein, walking around like like a zombie, basically. Um, you just look at your hand and you're like, Ugh, colour! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I- I'm a little disappointed in myself because I wanted to watch all of them. Um, I just could not get to it all. Um, some of them I couldn't find. For the love How of me... How many more are there? Uh, there's a few. Like, I didn't get... I didn't get through all the Mummy films. Um, I didn't get oh, through mummy. all the Invisible Man films. There's like... Well, there's it's over hard 30. to see him anyway. <laughs> Very good. There is there is over thirty uh, Universal monster films. Um, hey, there's always <clears> next year. <throat> True. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to say I'm burnt out um, by the Universal monsters. Um, not like how we were burnt out by zombies after we finished our zombie talk. Yeah. Okay. But um, I'm kind of glad. But I think. I think there was a month of that, whereas this has been a week of this. Well, well, I've been doing this this whole month. 
Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I haven't watched twenty one films in, in in a in a week. I've, I started at the start of October, so pussy. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> you couldn't do twenty one <laughs> films. You did four. Is that a challenge? Yes. No, don't don't fucking <laughs> challenge. I don't because I'll, I'll do it. Last too. time you challenged me, I'm I'm actually winning right now. So don't don't test me, boy. Fucking tortoise and the herring. This shit. <laughs> Very good. Except I'm the hare. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll win. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so we are we are discussing the Universal monsters in full. I must make note right now that we are going to spoil these films. I mean, come on, guys. Some of these films are almost 100 years old. I mean, Phantom of the Opera, 1925. So it's almost 100 years old. You've had time to see this film. So don't get mad if we spoil them for you. (laughs) When did that come out? I haven't had a chance to see it yet. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we will be spoiling uh, the majority of these films. Some of these films we will be talking about in depth. Other ones we're just going to quickly glance over. Um, but they will all be spoiled. So, just a pre-warning. Yeah. Luffy, before we get into the meat and potatoes of this show... Um, I love meat. So do I. And potatoes. <laughs> I like your meat. Oh, oh thanks, man. <laughs> we have... Uh, we have... Believe this or not, we actually had some mail this week from a listener. What? Like physical mail with a stamp and everything? No, not physical. It was over the internet. <laughs> over the Facebooks. But... It's okay. been a while since someone's contacted us and, and told us how they feel about the show. So we have a um, they hate it a message. They? Well, <laughs> no, they don't. But oh, good. This one's from Stephen Scott. He says, "I heard your podcast on the Dawn of the Dead movies. I decided to watch the 2004 remake. It does hold up well." By the way, while this one did give an, did give an adrenaline shot to the genre. Zombie Resurgence actually started with 28 Days Later in 2003. I still say 1978 Dawn of the Dead is king, but I was born in 1967. Still, thanks for the great listen. And that was from Stephen Scott. Thank you so much, Stephen. I really appreciated that. Thanks, SS. It made my... Did you call him Princess? SS. Oh, don't call him that. That's mean. Yeah, I, I, I thought of the implications. <laughs> I was just doing like a... You were trying like to be creative. A, it just... Like an initials thing. <laughs> it didn't really work well. Yeah, it didn't work out. <laughs> no, thank you so much, Stephen. That 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 made my heart warm. It, 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 yeah. it shows that someone's listening out there. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, on top of that, we have... A five-star review. A new one. Fuck off, we, we do. Why do you always say fuck, fuck off, off like you're amazed do. that someone actually gave us a five-star review every time? Because I'm encouraging people to amaze us with more five-star reviews. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like your style. <laughs> uh, this one comes from the Dreadlord Sith Death. <laughs> fuck it. I <laughs> honestly have no idea who this is. Um... <laughs> But yes, he says, brilliant and authoritative horror podcasting. These guys yeah, nail bitch. it every time. If you want a quality oh. analysis of what of what to watch in horror genre, then you have found your perfect space. Oh. And he gives us five stars. So, the Dreadlord Sith Death 
you are now in the running. <laughs> Love that day. <laughs> you are now in the running to win the Halloween prize pack from us. Hells yeah. Which is going to be drawn next week. So this is your last warning, guys. Uh, um, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I can't. I can't think of the dates right now. I'm tired. Leave me alone. Um, but yeah, this is one of it your is, last. It is the twentieth. Yeah, it's it's the it's the last week we can we can still enter. You got next week, and then that's it. Yep, that's right. Because what the, what's the date? The twentieth of October, as of this recording. So you haven't got long. Yeah. So get in on it. It's gonna be cool. Get in on it. All right, Luffy. Let's start this yeah, show start. how we always start this show. And how do we start this show, Luffy? We pull our dicks out and we say the prayers. Alright, go on. Uh, dear. No, get your dick God. out. Get your dick out. It is out. Not, it's been out the whole time. I, have I, just the, can't see I can see you right now. You're <laughs> no, lying. It's just a little. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's start the show. It is time for the loved, the beautiful question of the week. Question of the week. Question of the week for last week was, what is your favorite Universal Monster film and what's your favorite chicken sandwich? Do you remember asking that fucking question? (laughs) Hells yeah. I saw a lot of Wendy's. (laughs) Which makes me sad. Why? Because we don't have Wendy's? Because we don't have Wendy's here. So I can't can't agree uh, authoritatively. (laughs) <laughs> True. Like I can't I can't be like, hell's yeah, that's the best sandwich. <laughs> but I I trust I trust everyone's chicken opinions. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so first we have Jerry Herring, Mr. Jerry Herring, I should say, from Kill the Cast. Great podcast. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. he's dude, he's one of the funniest fucking people on this planet. He he makes me piss myself literally. Yeah. If you haven't listened to like uh the worst ways to die episode fucking listen to it and even better than that go listen to his podcast because <laughs> it's all him I, it's not all him well it's, my, well, it's the best bit <laughs> I don't know I've listened to it I'm just fucking ready <laughs> there's Jay and Kenneth Kenneth's, a, well, Kenneth's the man so I'm Jay. sure they stand up stand up fellas they are, they're all cool guys um, anyway Sick. Jerry says as for Monster, it's Creature from the Black Lagoon. My favourite Universal film from that era is The Black Cat, 1934, though. Um, also, Wendy's Spicy Chicken Sandwich. There we go. Yeah. Wendy's. Yeah. Rob Humphrey from This Horror Life. Seems like all of our listeners are, have, have their own podcasts, too. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and, I, and I'm fans of their podcasts as well, so... And I'm the worst. You are, because you don't listen to anything... <laughs> Except horrible bands like Tool. Ah, so good. (laughs) Rob Humphreys... I like the one that goes for 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, sure. (laughs) Rob... Rob Humphreys... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Are you going to listen to one whole Tool album on the way down to Pambula on the weekend? The five-hour dive is going to let you listen to one whole Tool album? Hey, it's not like the albums are long. Just the songs are really long. <laughs> okay, you can listen to three songs then. Yeah, for five. Hours. <laughs> anyway, Rob Humphrey says my favorite Universal monster film is the creature from the Black Lagoon. Again, uh, best chicken sandwich is the spicy one from Popeyes. 
Popeyes. See, Popeyes. See, I'm upset that we don't have Popeyes here because according to Little, little Nicky, that movie. I was going to say, it was. is it just because of Little Nicky? Yes, they, they sold me. Popeyes chicken is the shiznit. That's what they say. And I want to <laughs> know what the shiznit tastes like. Just let the meat slide down your throat. <laughs> We're bringing up Adam Sandler again. Okay, here's here's a, here's a hot take. Little Nicky is actually one of my favorite Adam Sandler films. I, I don't think that's that hot of a take. It's a good fucking movie. I, a lot of people think it's fucking dumb. Yet they like Hubie Halloween. Okay, we're not going to get started again. <laughs> Daniel Day says Frankenstein and a double yep. club house sandwich and to eat it in front of vegans. It's just, it adds that extra added flavor to it. <laughs> what, just to see vegans upset? Yeah. <laughs> um, Alan Easterling, oh sorry, Alan Chacha says Dracula <laughs> and Wendy's Spicy. Another Wendy's. Yeah, yeah, so Tim Walker says the original Dracula. Yep. He don't care for no chicken sandwich. Ah, that's <laughs> my favorite bit of the question. And also, we don't even call them chicken sandwiches here, which is funny. Sorry, what? We don't even call them chicken sandwiches here. We call them chicken burgers. That is true. Yeah. Um, and Trucker Trent just posted a picture of Burger King's Italian original chicken sandwich. Uh, I'm going to have to scope this out. We, okay, <laughs> what's your favourite chicken sandwich? What's my favourite chicken sandwich? Yeah. Honestly, Zinger Bacon Chi. Really? Yeah, I don't know. It's probably garbage in the scale of chicken sandwiches, but that's my favourite. <laughs> my favourite also comes from KFC. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> and it's just the original burger. I fucking love it. The original? Yeah. You don't fuck with a zinger? I don't too like... Too hot for you, Tim? Zinger's too spicy too for me. Too hot to handle? Yeah. <laughs> Legit? Yeah. I'm a, yeah. I'm a wuss when it comes to spicy food. Fair. I didn't know that. I thought you'd be all, like, mad about the spice. Really? You... Yeah. Don't you know that people, like, love putting, like, hot chili sauce in my drinks and watch me drink it? Like... Well, I thought that was just to fuck with you. Yeah, because I hate it. I... <laughs> I just remembered when I put butter on you when you were sunburned. I don't remember that. Anyway, <laughs> we're getting off track again, Luffy. Sorry. Right. Sorry. <clears throat> question for next week. The question that I chose is, what is your must-watch film for Halloween night? Must-watch film. Yeah. Do you have an answer? You know what that reminds me of? What? Who has the best fries, you reckon? <laughs> Is that your question? No, sorry. No, I'm just <laughs> Am I going to have to ask that question? We have to do two questions. <laughs> the best fries for me uh, is KFC. Yeah, I'm, I'm being honest. Same. McDonald's is yeah. co- is pretty close. K- KFC here, where they don't put the fucking skin on the chips. Weirdos in America. What? 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 Yeah, they have skin on their chips. At least in Canada, anyway. I don't know about. Is it, it nice? The US? No. Shit. <laughs> That's, I want to try it, it. It's the worst because because our KFC chips are so good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's strange. Okay, all right. So there's. Uh, sorry. What was, what was your question? <laughs> so the two the questions are: What's your must-watch film for Halloween night, and what are the best fries? Oh me, just because I'm a lame ass. Uh, just Halloween, right? 
The original Halloween. Yeah. Nice, nice. Mine... Like, I don't know. It's just like Halloween on Halloween. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a, that's a fine answer. Mine, um, mine is Trick or Treat. I seem to always watch that... Um, Oh, yeah. Not necessarily on Halloween night, but around Halloween night. I always would you be surprised? Yeah. if I haven't seen it. You've never seen Trick or Trick or Treat? No. Man. Oh my fucking god! Okay, that's your homework for Halloween night. <laughs> okay, it's, it's honestly it's in my top five of all time favorite movies. It's fucking phenomenal. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'll do it. Let's cut the bullshit and let's just jump <clears throat> straight. In. Unless you have anything else to add, do you have anything <clears throat> else to add? Nah, man. You're good? Yeah. Also, Americans don't have chicken salt, and that's sad. What? What, yeah. what is happening? What, what salt do they have? Normal salt? Salt. Not normal salt. Just normal. They won't know what chicken salt is. What? Yeah. What the fuck is chicken salt, anyway? I think it's just MS chicken salt. But, like, where do they get it from? Mm. Chickens. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, <laughs> now we have to stick around. Fucking hell, we're about to jump. People listening to this for the first time are probably thinking, "Oh my god, shut the fuck up." Talk about Universal Monsters. Uh, so his original chicken salt was onion powder, garlic powder, celery salt, paprika, and chicken bouillon and monosodium glutamate. It's a lot of ingredients for just salt. Yeah. It's just this yellow shit that makes fucking chips taste better. Yeah, true. Okay, enough jibber jabber. Let's jump into the Universal (laughs) Monster Talk with feature presentation. And now for our feature presentation. Universal's classic monsters on Blu-ray High Def. The whole world's frightened to death. From the studio that launched a legacy of monster movies comes eight legendary films. What crazy am I? We'll see whether I'm crazy or not. Dracula. Children of the night. What music they make. Frankenstein. The brain of a dead man waiting to live again in a body I made. The Invisible Man. (laughs) Creature from the Black Lagoon. (laughs) The Bride of Frankenstein. She hit me. Phantom of the Opera. I told them there'd be death and destruction if they didn't let you sing. The Mummy. Thou shalt rise again. And the Wolfman. Starring Hollywood's most iconic horror talent. I am... Dracula. Bella Lugosi, Boris Karloff, Lon Chaney Jr., and Claude Rains. You've stolen my music. Featuring creatures designed by master horror makeup artist Jack Pierce, all digitally restored in high definition, six times the resolution of DVD. It's fantastic. Loaded with hours of bonus features, including documentaries, archival materials, and much more. Experience horror like never before. Universal's Classic Monsters. Own them on Blu-ray High Def. I hope you will like.
We are here, and we are talking about the Universal Monster Classic films uh, from like the early days, back in the heydays. So the question stands, if for the people who don't know what Universal Monsters are, but Tim, what is a Universal Monster? I'm so glad you asked, Dr. Lufenstein. The Universal Classic Monsters is a name given to the horror, fantasy, thriller, and science fiction films made by Universal Pictures during the decades of the 1920s through the 1950s. They were the first shared universe in the entire movie industry in Hollywood and around the world. They began with The Phantom of the Opera, a classic silent film starring Lon Chaney, um, Universal Classic Monsters... I didn't, I didn't notice the full stop there. <laughs> Universal, <laughs> Universal Classic Monsters continued with talkies, including core monsters in the franchise... Dracula, Frankenstein, The Mummy, The Invisible Man, The Wolfman, and Creature from the Black Lagoon. The films often featured Bela Lugosi, Boris Karloff, and Lon Chaney Jr. Okay, so the first... Oh, wow, Tim. That's so interesting. We should do a podcast about it. You don't have to be critical and sarcastic. No, no, being genuine. You sound like my wife when she's sarcastic. <laughs> okay, so no, Tim, your dick's huge. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay, so going in before we did this episode, um, what did you know about the Universal Monsters? Like, uh, just that they're like the the old school kind of classic uh, monsters that you see in everything. Yeah. Okay. So you knew, you knew of all the monsters. Like you knew, yeah. I knew Dracula, could... creature from Black Lagoon, Frankenstein, the Mummy, the Werewolf, all that jazz. Okay. Going in, have you have you seen any of these films before this week? Before this week? Yep. Yes, them. Not many, unfortunately. Um, I'd seen Black Lagoon. Yep. On my own, I quite enjoyed that. Uh, and I'd seen the two that I watched for the show, uh, which was The Invisible Man and The Fly. Okay. Okay. Which I also quite enjoyed the fuck out of both of those two. So I was, I was pretty keen going into this one. Cool, man. That's cool. Um, so what we're going to do, how are we going to do it now? <clears throat> I've given it a lot of thought and I think the best way to really talk about these is to go from monster to monster. Okay. So we're going to like take the monster and talk about the films that they were in. Each specific film that they were in. Their original and their sequels. So <clears throat> we'll start off <clears throat> with the first one. And in my opinion, my, my least favourite monster. <gasps> and that is the Phantom of the Opera. <clears throat> so the Phantom of the Opera... Uh, the story has been made into many adaptations, but the two we're going to talk about are the Universal Horror Films, the Silent Film from 1925, and the Canon Universal Film from 1943, which is a remake. Uh, I didn't think you got a chance to watch either of these, did you? Nah, man, I, I don't know anything. It's just, I think it's funny that the, the Phantom of the Opera is a silent movie. <laughs> You know what? I never thought of that. <laughs> it's, um, it's like an opera in the title, but there's no opera. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, 1925, The Phantom of the Opera. It um, This one's on free. It's free on YouTube. And that's where I watched it. 
Um, it's going in. I was a, I was very uh, I was I was nervous going into this because we'll talk about the remake in a second, the 40, 1943 version, and my thoughts on it. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of it. Um, so going into this one, the silent film, I was a bit skeptical. I was I was a bit worried that I was going to have the same reaction as I did with the forty three version. Um, I'm not going to say it's my favourite of the Universal films, okay. but it's actually pretty good. And if I'm being completely honest, the look of the Phantom in this one, played by um, Lon Chaney, actually mm. kind of terrifying. Really? Yeah, so you've probably seen okay. his face um, on a lot of things. And the thing about him is he... he the Phantom in this one... He isn't part of the Universal Monsters, per se, due to Universal not re- not renewing the rights back in 1953. Um, since then, the film has gone public domain. That's why it's on yep. YouTube. Um, but because of that, it's it's not in any of like the Universal Monsters box sets or anything like that. Because they don't own it no more. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But if you search up Universal Monsters, often you'll see his picture with the group of them. But... Okay. Yeah, it's it's strange. I don't know why they didn't renew the rights. I don't I don't understand why they would give it away. Um, because it's a decent film, man. Um, did you look at the? Maybe maybe it was like, a, oh, hey, Jim, did you fucking renew the rights for Phantom? It's like, oh, what? When was I supposed to do that again? <laughs> oh man, <It's> like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it, it's funny, man. I, I like to look at when these films came out, what people thought about them when they came out. And <clears throat> when this was released, the New York Times gave the film uh, a positive review as a spectacle picture, but felt that the story and acting may have been slightly improved. Where So this one doesn't have, like, the Undertaker mask? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, 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 it doesn't, no. Yeah, uh, this one has a yeah a different mask. So when people think about the Phantom of the Opera, they think about that half half face mask. This yeah, one, like the the Lloyd Webbery one. Yeah, yeah. This one, yeah, it's a very different mask. Um, that's not very iconic, but um, yeah, it's his face. It's the makeup work under underneath that mask that is really shocking, and yeah, quite quite scary to be honest like I was looking at it going fuck that's actually kind of terrifying just the look of it yeah I think I just saw a picture of it it's pretty fucking cool it is and when you're watching the film like you're watching it like a silent film and yeah they got like the score music but like there's no talking or anything like piano, that piano piano yeah yeah exactly it, <laughs> it's, it's quite yeah it's quite unnerving um Time Magazine praised that the set's Sorry, Time Magazine praised the sets of the film, but felt that the picture was only pretty good. Yeah, okay. Which is funny, man, because I'm watching it, and, like, this is a silent film, and, like, I'm not a massive silent film fan by any stretch. Yeah. Uh, I think this and Nosferatu are the only two I've seen. Um, and, like, I'm not going to say I was, like, glued to the screen, but I was watching it going, this is actually really decent. Okay, well, that's good. So, I mean, yeah, give it a go. 1925, it is silent, but it's on YouTube for free. You can watch it, and um, the thing is you do have to pay attention because a lot of text comes up, so you do have to read. 
Just make sure you put in Fender the Opera 1925. Otherwise, you're just going to get a bajillion Andrew Lloyd Webber things. That's true. That's true. Speaking on that note, have you seen the stage production of Phantom of the Opera? You never saw it? Nope. I did. I got tagged along. Um, Okay. Sorry, I got dragged along. Not tagged along. Dragged along. Dragged along. And I actually came out loving it, thinking it was really, really good. Um, The songs are great. Yeah. I know the songs. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I thought it was really, really cool. There's a part in the movie... Have you seen any of the Phantom of the Opera movies? Uh, I've seen about 20 seconds now. <laughs> okay. There's a part in the movie where a big chandelier falls on the crowd in the, in the uh, opera. And in the yep. stage production, like the chandelier comes from the, the ceiling, like obviously doesn't hit anyone, but it's like full, like you don't expect it. So it's really cool. Mm. And then like, oh, that's fun. And then, yeah, you see the, the phantom with the, uh, without his mask. I just remember walking out thinking, fuck, that was in- incredible. <laughs> yeah, it seems pretty good so far. Yeah. Anyway. For a silent. Um, the Phantom of the Opera 1943. Ooh. Now, this is the first of the Universal Monsters to be released in Technicolor. So, in the pack that I have, I have the, um, the smaller pack, which has just got the original films. Um, this is the only one that's colour in the whole pack. So, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> sorry. I, um... I saw this a few months ago and I didn't rewatch really it for this podcast because honestly, I was kind of bored with this movie. I mean, it's not yeah. a bad movie, but honestly, it's not really a horror film. It's more of a romantic melodrama, if anything. Uh, Claude Rains stars as the Phantom in this and mm. Claude Rains played the Invisible Man and I'm a big fan of Claude Rains. I think he's a really, really good actor. He's the best part of this movie. But besides that, it, it's ultimately unforgettable to me. Um, yeah, but that sucks. <laughs> sorry, not unforgettable. It, it's it's forgettable. Forgettable. Yeah. yeah. Um, in saying that, maybe I should give it another go because maybe I'm being unfair on it because I've heard a lot maybe. of people really like it. Um, I just didn't find any horror or any action or suspense in it. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I feel you. That's just me. That's just me. Um, all right. So that's. Phantom of the Opera. Does this interest you at all? Like the the Phantom of the Opera films? Not really. Yeah. <laughs> to be real. I, I understand, I, man. I probably want to watch the, the musical version, if any of them. Yeah. Uh but I don't know. See I'll it uh it's it looks like a long movie. <laughs> Which one? The Phantom of the Opera, the silent one. It's uh hour and twenty five. Which is yeah, long back in those days. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I wouldn't mind watching the. I think it's a 2004 version with Gerard Butler, which is not okay. a horror film. It's more of a musical romance. Yeah. But I mean, that's where you get the iconic song from. That's from that movie. Though. Yeah. You know the song that I'm talking about. I can't sing it right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's jump on to the next monster, and we're going to jump in to Dracula. Ooh. Now, Dracula... What What do you know about the character of Dracula? Uh, he's the guy you got to kill at the start of Castlevania. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Honestly, most of my Dracula shit's from, from video games and, and like, 
other pop culture stuff. Like he's in he's in an episode of Buffy. That was fun. Dracula. Yeah. yeah Is yeah. he like mm-hmm. the actual Dracula? Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. Uh, we watched that uh, series. I think earlier this year. I feel like it was. Yeah, that's right. The Dracula series. I quite enjoyed that. It slowly declined. But wait, 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 uh, wait, wait. The, the first episode was great. Two seconds. Dracula and Buffy. Is he like? Is he like the biggest boss in the whole thing? Nope. <laughs> he gets a one-shot episode. Why? Like Dracula's like the most famous vampire. You'd think like he'd be like the head of the vampires or something. Uh, no, he's not. Okay. Does they they know who he is from all the lore and stuff, and then he gets killed. How? I think. I cannot remember. I am reading. <laughs> okay. Alright, continue, sorry. Sorry to cut you off. Uh, I don't know if he gets killed. Maybe he fucks off, but he doesn't hang around. He, he She's, like, too much for him or something. I can't remember. Shit, like, Buffy anyway. is too much for Dracula. Yeah. Okay, that's why like, I'm not watching Buffy. Alright, don't watch Buffy. <laughs> It's the best show of all. Don't, <laughs> Don't guilt trip me. I'm not guilt tripping nobody. <laughs> all right, so, so you you know Dracula from other sources of entertainment. Other shit, yeah. <clears throat> so I'm. G- I think he's the the dad in Hotel Transylvania and stuff. <laughs> yes, and he does not say blah blah blah. <laughs> blah. <laughs> so I. <clears throat> I um I watched the the original Dracula, the nineteen thirty one Dracula, for the first time probably a month and a half ago, which okay. is very shocking. I've tried to watch this many times, and each time I've fallen asleep, um, or I've had something else to do. Uh, so I watched it for the first time in full. I feel yeah, <laughs> in full um about a month and a half ago. Now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and just predict your thoughts on this film. I'm going to say that you think the 1931 Dracula is boring. Yep. <laughs> okay, go, so you like, this is one of the films that you got a chance to watch. Yeah. Okay. Look, I don't know, man. It, it just... Let me preface all this with... I get that it's like... It's an iconic movie. You totally should watch it. You know, if we didn't start here, we wouldn't be where we are today. All that crap. Yep. Right? Yep. But watching it in 2020, it was just, it was a lot of talking. It was a, it was a lot of just white dudes in suits, which is going to be a theme for the rest of these movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, that like, was a fashion back then. Yeah, but it, but they're all just like slick back fucking. I mean, you could tell who Dracula was, but uh, all the everybody else just all looked the fucking same to me. Man. Yeah. Um. And then I they like I'll be real. They didn't have subtitles, so sometimes I found it hard to like kind of keep up with what they were saying a bit. <laughs> it was hard to pay attention, man. The shit's not eye grabbing very much. Yeah. Um. So I was lost a bit. In this, I had to like go back and rewatch sections and be like, "Where are they now? Like, what the fuck's going on?" Um, and just like I don't know, not a lot happened in this one. Mm. To be real, like uh, the the assistant guy was cool. I think he was a really good actor. Yeah, Fritz. Um, yeah, he was fun. He was like the most convincing part of the movie. Uh, like I know there's gonna be no action and all that stuff and that just popped me out 
I didn't even realize Dracula died at the end. Yeah. Because <laughs> they cut away. They they don't even like they they show him and then they like they cut to uh I don't know somebody else. I can't remember who. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's just, it was the first one I watched, and it's honestly a struggle to remember anything that happened in this movie. Oh, the bats did make me giggle though. <laughs> <laughs> the little bouncing rubber bat. Things. Yeah. Okay. Uh, look, Bella Lugosi's like fine. <laughs> I did. I didn't get it. Really, I didn't get how it was like super amazing or anything. I I honestly thought the other dude was like way better more interesting of an actor uh Fanny Helsing was kind of fun um but yeah just just overall it's just a lot of looking at these little tiny people on these giant sets yeah uh I just yeah I didn't get it it didn't didn't grab me I think I still gave it a pretty good score though (laughs) I uh, look, man. I understand where you're coming from, and that was pretty much my 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 thoughts as well with the film. Mm. Um, the thing about the thing about Dracula is, <clears throat> and I've heard a lot of people say this kind of same thoughts about Frankenstein as well. The thing about the thing that disappointed me with Dracula is we never see Bela Lugosi in full vampire mode. We never see fangs. We never see uh, bite marks on necks. We don't just really a see dude in the cave. anything. Yeah, um, I said this before. I said this on the Friday Nightmares podcast that Bella Lugosi is my Dracula, and I stand by that. When I think of Dracula, I think Bella Lugosi because it's ingrained in my mind. Like I grew up knowing that, knowing like the the lines like "Children of the Night" and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. Um, so when I think Dracula, I, I, I'm thinking like his look, and we'll get to it in a in a second as to why some of the Dracula sequels kind of disappointed me. Um, but I just I, I honestly think Bela Lugosi was incredible in this role. I think he absolutely killed it. I think his accent really works. He he's mm. his stare is so menacing. Yeah, they do have cool shots of his. It's like doing the glary thing. Yeah, yeah, but no, I'm, I'm, I understand exactly where you're coming from. Uh, see, yeah, for me, Dracula is like the Castlevania Dracula, like this huge, terrifying, like with like, uh, long white flowy hair and like kind of elfish looking. Yeah, okay. You know, with big fangs and clawed hands and and totally menacing. Yeah. Whereas this guy is like. That's good. See the thing, like the thing is, like you might like the friend, the 1992 Francis Ford Coppola Dracula. That might be more up your alley. That's a remake of this film, but there's a lot more. There's a lot more vampires, a lot more action in it. I mean, Dracula turns into a werewolf in the film Mm -hmm. and fucks someone. Um, It's it's a lot more. It's it's a lot deeper. It's a lot um, darker. Because the the basic story is the same one as the miniseries, yeah. Pretty, yeah. That, that's the Dracula story. That's like that's the book. Okay, okay. Yeah. So most most of these uh, most I'm going to talk about all of them pretty much. Uh, besides, like the mummy, um, the creature from the Black Lagoon, and possibly the Wolfman. All these other all these other characters come from books. Okay. So okay. So yeah, that was the story in in the book, like the Dracula 
story. Yeah, okay. That that cuz I was like, "Oh, I know this story. This is pretty much what the show did." Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but I thought the show was better. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> I mean, like the the show from 2020 is more directed to yeah. you. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. I just wasn't amused. I'm I'm glad I watched it so I can tick the box. Yeah. And say I've watched it. Yeah. But I don't I don't think it's something that I'll be like I'm going to throw on Dracula for some fun. Like, maybe in the background for some atmosphere at a party or something. Like, we were doing like a Halloween party. Just throw on a playlist of all these these old movies. But I wouldn't sit down and, and watch it. Yeah. No, I, I, I get you, you know? 100%. I really do. Like, look, all in, all, in all honesty, I think I gave the movie a 7 out of 10, which is... Yeah, I, I gave it a 6. Did you? Okay. So me giving a movie one of these movies a 7 out of 10 is very low. <laughs> out of these okay. we'll get to it in a second as to other films in the uh, in the uh, series I guess we can say um, yeah going back to Bela Lugosi playing um, Dracula this was yes. bes- okay besides uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein this is the only movie that uh, Lugosi played Dracula okay so he, who plays who plays it another one I'll get to it in a second um, okay <laughs> so a little a little um, trivia here for for you. There is a Spanish language version called Dracula as well, which was filmed at night on the See? same set at the same time with Spanish speaking actors. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. So apparently, I, I haven't seen it. I have it here. It's on the, my Dracula Blu-ray. Uh, I just did not get yep. a chance to watch it. Uh, but apparently, it's better. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Um, I, I I do have to give credit to this movie, uh, as well as all these movies, um, but especially Frankenstein and Dracula, is the set designs in these films are fucking phenomenal. Because yeah. you forget They're that... They're huge. Yeah, these are made. They're not... Like, it's not computer graphics or anything. These are man uh, man-made locations, really. So that's one of the things. Yeah. Like watching the film, I'm just I'm in awe of like, some of this. Yep. Yeah, it's just huge. It, it's like these, these. I'm like, were places like this around back then? No, because it's just these giant buildings that just like have this incredible sense of scale, and like, uh, yeah, like the atmosphere is super creepy. Like it's very like classic Halloweeny. Uh, of course. Yep. Um, and th- that's kind of the best stuff about the movie. The the no music hurts it for me. Yeah, as well. yeah, <laughs> I agree a hundred percent. I thought the same thing. But again, it, like it's a product of its time. Mm-hmm. Totally. Like you know, I can't pin that too much. But it really it makes such a difference. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, moving on now, we'll talk about the Dracula sequels. Now, the first one to come out was called Dracula's Daughter, which came out in 1936. And the story is when Countess... She hot? Uh, yeah, I'd bang her. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, when Count... Countess, uh, Maria Zaleska appears in London, mysterious events occur, leading Dr. Van Helsing to believe the Countess... The Countess must be a vampire. So, um, Edward Van Sloan returns as Van Helsing from the original film. Uh, this one picked up after the first film ended, so it's kind of got like that Halloween, Halloween 2 type of thing. Yep. 
What I liked about this one is Dracula's Daughter keeps the gothic tone of the original, yet it stands on its own feet with some attic added comedic scenes honestly I think that you would really? enjoy this more um, I did I enjoyed this more than the original one it's um, okay. <clears throat> it's not my favourite in the franchise in the Dracula franchise but it was decent I didn't mind it okay a uh, little disappointed that because back when I was watching this one I thought that Dracula I, I didn't think Dracula was like gone you know I, I thought he would come back and I'm, when I mean Dracula I mean Bella Lugosi I didn't yeah, yeah, think yeah. that I thought that he returned for other movies. So I was a little disappointed with that. Um, the next one is called Son of Dracula from 1943. The story is when Catherine, a beautiful southern girl obsessed with the thoughts of eternal life, invites Count Alucard to come to her mansion in the US, she unleashes a Pandora's box of horror on unsuspecting relatives and neighbour. So, okay. <clears throat> Count Alucard... Which is um, backwards for Dracula. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So um, this movie is absolutely fucking incredible. I oh, fucking team play as in Symphony of the Night. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't, I honestly <laughs> don't know what you said just then. Okay. Oh, it's a uh, the Castlevania game. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Son of Dracula is fucking unreal. Uh, I loved it. It's oh, is that the Wolfman <clears throat> dude? Yes, Lon Chaney. Um, so this one. This one just had me glued. This is my favorite Dracula film out of the series. Um, the okay. effects are phenomenal. The story is tragic and engaging. Um, okay. The, the only the only real nitpick for me in this film is Long Chaney playing Dracula. When he first came on the screen, um, all I could think about was, why is the Wolfman Dracula? <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I just couldn't get it out of my head. But Lon Chaney does such a good job as Dracula. He is so menacing. Like he is not a Dracula you want to fuck with. He looks like he can kill you. And the thing about he's like the Wu Tang Clan of Draculas. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, the thing about this film is we see a, there's a lot more effects in this film. For example, we see Dracula as mist. Um, turning back okay. into Dracula, we see um, the bat, uh, which looks a lot better than the than the original film. We see the bat turn into the human um, Dracula. Um, yep. So there's a lot more effects in this. Uh, what I loved so much about this film is the ending. It is so fucking tragic that I was I was like watching it with my jaw on the floor, like holy shit that happened. Wow. I was blown away. This movie, honestly, is one of my favorite in the uh, in the whole series, the whole universal monsters. Uh, no, I'm not going to spoil this one because I want people to go into this one and and feel in the same way I did after coming out. Okay. Um, so high recommend from Tim. Definitely, Son of Dracula. Son of Dracula. Son of Dracula okay. is is easily, in my opinion, the best Dracula film out there uh, in this series. I mean. Um, yeah, I just really, really liked it. Um, next one we have is House of Frankenstein from 1944. A deranged scientist escapes from a prison and recruits Dracula, Frankenstein, and the Wolfman to get revenge on his behalf. Now, this is the first film where we have the collaboration of other monsters and, and creatures. And this is where the cinematic universe comes in. So, okay. for the most part, okay, I went into this super excited. You know, think about you being a Marvel fan going into Endgame. 
how excited we yeah, were. Yeah, okay. Pretty excited. This was like me. Like, this is my thing. Like, monsters coming together and meeting together. Yeah, yeah and beating Thanos. <laughs> yeah. I think Frankenstein could beat Thanos, to be honest, but that's just me. Um, <laughs> Frankenstein's a bad motherfucker. He drowns girls. Um, <laughs> sure does. I, um... So I was I, just seeing if they wanted to fight. <laughs> I went into this really excited, yeah, thinking that Dracula and Wolfman and Frankenstein are either going to fight and hate each other or they're going to team up and fuck everyone up. Now... They get, like, they get in a van and solve crimes and do high fives. You no, know, I would have liked that, honestly. <laughs> I was pretty disappointed with this film. So how do, because, how do they make it all work? Well, the, the monsters don't meet at all. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um, this deranged, this scientist, like the mad scientist, which is one of the one of the the characters. <laughs> yeah, pretty much one of the characters that that um, that's on par with like Frankenstein and all that stuff. He he recruits yeah. Dracula to get revenge. Um, Dracula fails and dies. Uh, then he wow. <laughs> then he um, then he recruits. Uh, Wolfman then he recruits Frankenstein so they don't all meet at the same time which which is he just like flipping through the paper and they've just got like personal ads there yeah yeah it says Wolfman I will help you kill people yeah <laughs> uh, this also has the hunchback in it uh, who actually I, I was one of my favourite parts of the movie to be perfectly really? honest yeah um, this movie isn't horrible I won't say that. It's not a horrible film. Uh, I, I was just a little disappointed that I didn't get what I wanted. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because we've had so many like collabo movies. You expect it to be something like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, you have an idea of what it's going to be when they all they're all in the same movie. Why wouldn't you have them interacting? Yeah, yeah, and we do get that eventually, but not in the. Not in the, the vein that I wanted it to be, and I'll talk about that yeah. later on. Um, okay. But in this movie, we have Long Chaney Jr. as Larry Talbot. Now, the good thing about Long Chaney is he does play the Wolfman in all Wolfman movies, where That's cool. Boris Karloff only plays Frankenstein for a few, and Bela Lugosi oh. only plays Dracula in two of them. Instead oh. of Bela Lugosi for Dracula, we have John Carradine, who plays Dracula in this, and he is... My least favorite Dracula. Uh, nothing. Ab- Take that, Jill Carradine. Look, he doesn't do a bad job. It's just his look. You know, he yeah, has okay. a mustache, and I'm like, Dracula doesn't have a mustache. It's weird. I don't like that. <laughs> I, it's just, it's just some. It's honestly just a nitpick for me. I just didn't really care for it. And if I could be frank, um, this one and the next one I'm going to talk about, uh, Franken. Ah, oh, sorry, Dracula dies really easily. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't die terribly difficultly in the first one either. Uh, it's, it's basically the same way in the other two films. I'm like, oh, come on. Dracula has all these powers, yet he really doesn't do much in these films. Yeah, also, like, uh, don't they have, like, humans? What do they call them? Like, to protect them while they're sleeping and shit? Um, I mean, the first one, yes, but the, uh, the other ones, no. Yeah, like, he has backup plans for if people come to his fucking coffin because he knows that's when he's vulnerable. Yeah. 
I know, I know. Um, On to the next one. We have the sequel to House of Frankenstein, which is called House of Dracula. Uh, And I watched this last night. And the story is... um, The Wolfman and Count Dracula beg Dr. Elderman to cure them of their killing instincts, but Dracula schemes to seduce the doctor's nurse. Um, This one... Hello, no. <laughs> this one, um, once again, not horrible, but a little mm-hmm. disappointing. For one, we barely see the monster. He's in it for like the last seven minutes, and I timed it. Literally the last yeah. seven minutes. Um, like a, bri- uh, a Bride of Frankenstein type deal. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, Spoilers. <laughs> well, we're spoiling it all. Long Chaney Jr. Uh, comes back to play... Uh, Lawrence Talbot, which is good. And once again, we have John Carradine as Dracula. Now, it never explains how Dracula came back from the dead in this film. He just he does. Just, he just came back. I, I mean, what, what I liked about um, uh, House of Frankenstein is they explain how Dracula came back from the dead. But in this one, no, nah, he's just back. No explanation needed. Second, you remember the last one? Yeah, that, whatever. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah, but... Uh, look, this one's not bad. It's uh, just not my favourite. I honestly prefer House of Frankenstein to House of Dracula. Um, yeah, and this is this is another thing. Like, they have the, the, they have the hunchback again, yet the hunchback in House of Frankenstein died, where in House of Dracula, it's played by a woman, and it's like, why? <laughs> Diversity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, apparently, back in the day, they had a lot of hunchbacks. Whatever. Um, yeah. Once again, look, they're not bad movies. Terrible posture. <laughs> a lot of Chloe's. Um, <laughs> uh, look, not not a bad movie. It's just I was just a little disappointed, to be honest. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. Uh, okay, the last one we're going to talk about that features Dracula is Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. What a laugh riot this is going to be. Have you seen it? Uh, no. I have you Have you heard of uh, Abbott and Costello? Yes, I do know who Abbott and Costello okay. are. Um, I watched this uh, affair probably about two years ago now, um, just because I knew yep. that all these creatures were in it, and I was super keen. Uh, I didn't know who Abbott and Costello were, only because of yeah. this movie. Uh, this movie okay. is fucking phenomenal. I uh, first... The first five minutes, I was pissing myself laughing. They're genuine. Like, it's just old school, classic comedy that's just like... It's it's so simple that it, it still works today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I didn't think that I would laugh at this type of comedy, but it really made me piss myself. I was... It's, yeah, it's very slapsticky, wordplay, like, uh, stupid people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, misunderstandings kind of thing and they're great the thing I liked about this the most is that yes it is a comedy but they don't make the monsters in this seem stupid or anything the monsters still seem threatening yeah they're the ones that are stupid right pretty much pretty much Um, so the story to this is the wolfman tries to warn a dim-witted porter that Dracula wants his brain for Frankenstein's monster's body now this Mm -hmm. is the only film that have the Wolfman, Dracula, and Frankenstein all meet. And that's that's one of my favourite things, because we see the Wolfman... Oh, sorry, uh, Dracula 
and the Fra- and Frankenstein's monster like helping each other. Okay, yeah, so it's fun. <clears throat> this one's a lot of fun. Um, they have done other- Abbott and Costello have done other movies like Meet the Mummy, Meet the Invisible Man. I didn't get mm-hmm. a chance to watch any of them, but I'm super keen to. Um, I'm actually I'm thinking about getting this one. Do it, do it. it. It's honestly, it's honestly one of my favorites. Uh, we'll get. I think I think I'd really enjoy this because it's like it's not as dead dead airy as a lot of a lot of a lot of these ones I watch. There's just lots of big gaps. Yeah. Of, of like them trying to create atmosphere with what they've got. Yeah, yeah. And things like that. Whereas I feel like this one's just gonna be jokes, 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 jokes. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Go and watch. Go and watch it. Definitely recommend um, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Buying it now. <laughs> cool work. All right, let's jump from Dracula onto the Mummy, and we're gonna start. <laughs> Get off your Mummy. Where- <laughs> we're gonna start with the original 1932, The Mummy. So the story is. I like the bit where Brendan Fraser. Oh, how fucking dare you! Um. <laughs> Uh, the story... I like the part when Tom Cruise... Oh my, I will fucking rape you. <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> I can't. I can't. Go on, dickhead. <laughs> Did you know? That Tom Cruise... <laughs> Does he know something? <laughs> <laughs> like right, origi- original mommy. It's like your fucking catchphrase. <laughs> I, I knew as soon I was writing the notes I was writing the notes for the mummy and I knew I, even, I honestly didn't even think of it till no I, didn't, I, I forgot about that but I knew in my mind I'm like Kalufi's gonna bring up my hatred for the Tom Cruise mummy and I'm gonna have to talk about the fucking Tom Cruise mummy again and here we are talking about the Tom Cruise mummy I honestly forgot that it movie existed for a second I was like more focused on doing the Brendan Fraser joke one I hate you. Anyway. Okay. How's the mummy? The original mummy from 1932. <laughs> so the story is, an Egyptian mummy searches Caro for the girl he thinks, uh, for the girl he thinks is his long lost princess. All right. I saw this once and it was a while back, probably about a year back. I didn't get a chance to rewatch this film. Um, I, okay. I'm going to come straight out and say it. I, I am not a fan of the mummy any of the films I don't like mummy films yeah Brendan Fraser the Tom Cruise the original I just don't what about the Scorpion King fuck the Scorpion King I just don't care I really don't care about the mummy and okay when I think of a mummy I think of a bandaged mummy that has bandages all around him and 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 you know like when you think of a mummy that's what you think about in I think about Billy Zane, but that's just me. What Billy Zane got to do with that? Isn't he the mummy in the mummy movies? I don't. I, it's been forever since I watched the Brendan Fraser ones. Ah, uh, uh, no, I don't think it is actually. No, no, I could be yeah. wrong. Oh no, yeah, it's some other dude. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, okay, it's some other guy. Anyway, okay, so yeah, you know what I'm talking about, like the bandaged mummy. Yep, yep, I feel yeah, bandaged fucking skeleton ass zombie, basically. Yeah, exactly. Now in the 1932 mummy, uh, we start off with the mummy being bandaged, and then eight minutes yep. of the movie go by, and the mummy has no bandages anymore. 
Do they get caught on something and he does like a spin around thing? No, <laughs> it's not no. that good. No, honestly, honestly, <laughs> the mummy is not what I expected in the slightest. I expected the so mummy. What does he look like without his bandages? Think of really, really dried skin. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Basically. Chalky. Yeah. Uh, I can't really speak much about this movie because I found it really boring. Uh, I wanted to rewatch this. I wanted to give it a fair review. I just did not have the time. And to be quite honest, I really didn't want to go and rewatch it. I'm just not yeah, a fan okay. of the Mummy films, any of them. And you can blame Tom Cruise for that. <laughs> That's fair enough. I, I did. I did genuinely enjoy and have watched so many times the the Brendan Fraser one. Right, look, Julia, she fucking loves it. She loves the Scorpion King. It's one of her favorites. I just can't get past those fucking horrible PlayStation 1 graphics. Yeah, right, Holy shit, why? Why even bother? If you if it looks that bad, why bother making a movie? For then it looked good. No, it didn't. <laughs> no, no, it didn't. But, you know, you know, no, in 19, could do. If, if we went back in time in 1961 and took it with us, people then would still say it looks horrible. To be like, bro, that looks like PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I'm sorry if people out there are fans of the 1932 Mummy. I just, I just cannot get into the Mummy. Then we jump into the sequel, which I did watch. Uh, 1940s, The Mummy's Hand. So, archaeologists defile the tomb of mummified Karis, who was buried yep. alive for falling in love with an Egyptian princess. Now, I went into this movie basically with, this, with the mindset that I'm going to hate it, just like I did the original Mummy. Uh, this one wasn't bad. I actually came out yeah. kind of enjoying it. Do you know why? Because the why? Mummy stays bandaged the entire fucking movie. It's the Mummy uh, that, I, that, I, that I envision. It's the Mummy that I want, you know? Um, yeah. <clears throat> what I didn't like about this movie is I felt that they were trying very hard to be comedic at times it felt like they were trying to copy Abbott and Costello there was two characters in the movie that slightly look like one of them's a tall lanky guy the other one's a short stubby guy they kind of look like Abbott and Costello and I thought they were kind of taking their comedy route and using it in this film um, mm. and it just felt out of place um, forced and shit yeah 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 the thing about this film uh, and we spoke about like the scariest uh, monster in the family opera the mummy is honestly in this movie the scariest monster out of the lot when you okay. see it up close the eyes are all black and apparently they did that frame by frame which would have taken them so fucking long oh. but it's honestly <laughs> like you see like you see the mummy's <laughs> face come up close to the camera like a slow um, a slow close up and it's honestly mm. haunting it's actually scary um so that's probably one of the reasons why I like The Mummy's Hand uh, a lot more than The Mummy. Still, it, it's still a mummy film. It's not my favourite, but it wasn't bad. Um, okay, on to the next one. We have 1942's The Mummy's Tomb. Um, I think both of these can be found on YouTube as well, if you wanted to watch them. Yeah, I'm looking at The Mummy Hand now. Have you seen, her, have you seen his face? Yeah, I'm trying to find that bit. But I, I can see him, like, all bandaged up and stuff, and he, like, legit looks mummy-ish. Yeah, yeah. It looks like how a mummy should look like. Um, so the mummy's tomb, the story is, 
the ancient Egypt mu- e- Egyptian mummy Karas is transported from his homeland with the high priest Mehmet to wreak vengeance on his fam- on the family who has defiled the sacred tomb of his beloved princess Anaka. Uh, this one is a lot darker than the mummy's hand, uh, yet only a small runtime, and the first ten minutes of this film are just flashbacks from the previous film. So, uh, overall, I found this not too bad. Once again, it was pretty good. But it was what I wanted in a mummy film, you know? A mummy with the bandages, uh, and, and still kind of the same look. Um, Lon, Lon Chaney plays the mummy in this one. So, Lon Chaney okay. again for the win. Um, yeah. Then onto that, we have 1944's The Mummy's Ghost. Uh, and then again in 1944, we have The Mummy's Curse. And last, in 1955, we have Abbott and Costello meet the mummy. Um, all through... Uh, any of those good? I didn't get a chance to watch any of those. Okay. So, yeah, there's a few mummy films in uh, in these. Yeah, I guess they made bank. Yeah, yeah, I'm guessing so. Um, so, The Mummy overall, look, it's not my favourite, um, obviously. Um, but, I mean... I prefer it than Phantom of the Opera. So that's a plus. <laughs> Alright, let's jump into The Wolfman. So, Ooh. I'm just going to take this quickly. The Wolfman, yeah. going into these um, Universal Monsters, I'm a massive werewolf fan. I love all things werewolf. I think the werewolf is a much cooler creature than the vampire or a zombie or anything. I just love werewolves. Um, going into this movie, I was super excited because, once again, werewolf. Um, I came out kind of disappointed because in, in, in this movie, like, the werewolf doesn't really werewolf very much. In, instead of being a werewolf, he likes to strangle, uh, which kind of <laughs> upset me. Uh, watching it now, I've seen this movie... M- it's no wolf cop, that's uh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. Um, Watching it now, like, I've seen this movie multiple times. I've found a new love and respect for this movie. Um, Really? It's not my favourite of of the classics, but I don't mind it. I actually enjoy this movie now. This is another one that you got a chance to watch, right? It is. So, quickly before I hear your thoughts, let me just explain the story. Larry Talbot returns to the family estate in Wales after having spent 18 years in the United States. He's now the heir heir to the family estate after the death of his older brother, John. His father, Sir John Talbot, welcomes him back warmly and he soon settles into local life. Larry takes an interest in a local girl, but while walking her and her friend home late one evening, he's bitten by a wolf. Fables and myths surround about werewolves, beasts that are half man, half wolf. For Larry... These myths may all be too real as he becomes a werewolf himself. Alright, so you got a chance to watch this one? I did. What are your thoughts? Um, It was... I don't know, man. Again, it's, it's, it's very old school. It's just a lot of talking. <laughs> but... Uh, the gypsies was kind of cool. Seeing Bella Lugosi for like four seconds is is a good amount of time <laughs> for Bella Lugosi doing this stuff. Uh, I didn't really get his relationship with the fucking um, 
with that girl. He just wanted to fuck. Yeah, but he was so forceful. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, she said no, fella. <laughs> All right. That's what it was like, right, champion. Then. Let it go, mate. All right. Settle down. <laughs> and she's like, I'm engaged. And the, and the other dude's just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> go hang out with him, I guess. I don't know. Just felt like a mad cuck. Um, so I didn't super love him after that. But, uh, yeah, the werewolf kind of looked shit. <gasps> I didn't think he looked How great. How dare you? Once again, he's not a werewolf. He's a wolf man. A wolfman? The wolfman didn't look amazing. I, I uh, you. The transformation seemed to kind of cool. Like, how they did it. That must have taken fucking forever. Yeah. To do all those, like, different little stages of makeup and figuring that out. Because they would have to just do it shot by shot. Yeah. Um, the, the moors, like all the fog and shit, like the atmosphere looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, old mate was, was, he's a good actor. I'll give him that for sure. His name's Lon Chaney Jr., not old mate. <laughs> yeah, old mate. <laughs> yeah, he's cool. <laughs> um, what else, man? Oh, the gypsy lady was fun. I got sick of them repeating the same fucking uh, fable thing over and over again. That little... The poem? Uh, yeah. I'm like, I get I will it. have you say <laughs> no bad words about that poem. I have a story about that okay. poem in a second. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was like, by the fifth time, I was like, no, I got it. Werewolf's gonna happen. <laughs> I understand. Um, yeah, again, like, just the... the all the regular drawbacks of uh, like a lot of just no action mm. like and that kind of stuff <laughs> it, it just looks kind of funny now man like especially like the fight at the end with his dad and stuff where he's like hitting him with the stick and it's clearly not hitting him <laughs> and um, all the wrestling with the wolf and stuff yeah. um but I don't know why he turned into a wolfman and why everyone else turned into a werewolf. Why do you keep calling him wolfman? Oh, because it's funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a surname. Because if he didn't, if he just turned into a werewolf, then the movie wouldn't be called Wolfman. It'd be called Werewolf. But why, why, why isn't the other guy a well, I don't like, know because I don't know because <laughs> it went from like straight up dog cunt to wolfman cunt. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how that works. It's like if you get bitten by a dog, you become a wolfman. Yeah, but you know how there's like different types of dogs. Yeah, different types of werewolves. <laughs> Fine. There's like normal werewolves, then there's wolfman. I don't I don't get the, the star thing too. I don't understand. The pentagram? Yeah. That's his that's like, his curse. Okay. <laughs> Goddamn gypsies at it again, Yeah, right? exactly. Okay. Okay, so you didn't like this. It was fine. I, again, like I, I appreciate it for all the, you know uh path making and all that kind of shit it did for, for the movie industry and for horror and all that crap yeah okay yeah good okay so that that poem that you're referring to the 
Even a man who is pure at heart and says his prayers at night may become a wolf when the wolf bane blooms and the autumn moon is bright. That's the one you were talking yeah. about? Yeah, that's fucking shit. Yeah, fuck you, it's not shit. It's fucking awesome. And I love it. <laughs> Back when... Well, you get it tattooed on I you. might, actually. Me and the wife might. And here's the reason. that It, it holds a special memory to me and my wife. Be- you fingered Joel for the first time to the wolf. No. <laughs> um, I did that to Evil Dead. Anyway, oh, okay. and you, can, and you can ask it. That. <laughs> um, it was the Evil Dead remake. We had to turn it off because she was getting queasy. <laughs> anyway, uh, when we were getting married, uh, we had the, the celebrant come over to our house and, and talk to us to make plans of how she wanted to do the speech. And she was going yep. through like different different things that that we can do, and, and 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 different ideas that other married couples had. And and the celebrant said to us like, you could um, you could say a, spe- a a poem to each other. And I thought in my head, I'm like, oh, I should remember this. I was yeah, there. Yeah, that's right, motherfucker. <laughs> um, in my head, I'm like, I don't <laughs> fucking want a poem read. That's fucking gay. And then it clicked to me. I'm like. Oh my god! If I can make this celebrant say the poem to the Wolf Man, that's going to be the funniest thing in my mind to me ever. So I, <laughs> I got the poem for the Wolf Man and made the celebrant read it at our wedding. It's got nothing to do with the love for me and my wife. I only wanted her to say the, the, the speech from the Wolf Man, but for some reason, the, the celebrant connected it to like went to like weddings and like and said like (laughs) Tim wanted me to read this because like he feels that he's like the wolf of the family and the protector I'm like no oh yeah I remember (laughs) like no I didn't I just want you to read the fucking poem from the wolf man (laughs) it's got nothing to do with I'm gonna read this dumb poem to make Tim giggle (laughs) so so that poem actually means a lot to me it just makes me laugh every time I uh, mm. I remember it. I, I, actually, I actually think it's fucking cool. So whatever. Fuck you. Fair enough. All right. So on to the next Frank, uh, Wolfman movie. And Wolfman, they didn't give the Wolfman his own sequel. Uh, the next get? entry is Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, which was um, oh, 1943. Yeah. So that's uh, two years after the original. So the story is... Is they friend? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. The story is the resurrected wolfman seeking a cure for his malady enlists the aid of a mad scientist who claims he would not only rid the wolfman of his nocturnal metamorphosis, but also revive the frozen body of Frankenstein's inhuman creation. Um, I, I This is the one I didn't get a chance to re-watch. I have seen it before. Um, I remember liking it, but I, honestly, I can't remember um, much about it. I do remember that the fight scenes between Frankenstein and the Wolfman are few and far between, and not very long. Nerd. So that's, that's it's a lot of these Universal monsters movies that they do the same thing. They they put the monsters in the movies together, but they very rarely meet or or do much with each other. Which is annoying. Mm. And this is one of the reasons why I fucking hated the Dark Universe. You know, the, 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 the new rebooted thing. Because I wanted that. I wanted this monster universe. 
Uh, and then so Tom Cruise he, he wanted it to be like in modern times and and have them actually interact and fight and work together or not work together or exactly. whatever exactly who wouldn't want that yeah. it sounds like a universal s- <laughs> well no they did want it they just they just did it the complete they made a bad first movie they they, they made a bad decision many bad decisions over what they were going to do um, and I can tell you why the universe, the dark universe failed, and the main reason is that they they went into it trying to be a comedic action film. When these films are straight up horror films, they they try to go too big, and and it just didn't. It failed. Fair. And instead of trying to to create, like their biggest draws in this movie are the monsters. Yet they they tried to make the biggest draws like the actors, like Tom Cruise, and then they. They were going to make The Rock, The Wolfman, and Johnny Depp, The in- the Invisible Man, Angelina Jolie, The Bride. And it's like, no. Didn't they have um, Russell Crowe in it? Being like yeah, exactly. Shit? It's like, stop trying to make this massive, huge thing. Because, like, just give it to Blumhouse. Honestly, look at what James, um, Lee Winnell did to The Invisible Man. You know? Anyway, anyway. But yeah, like do do like the Marvel thing where you like you established you just give them all a bunch of movies, set them up, right, yeah. and then you can play with them. Yeah, together. yeah. And and to be honest, man, and I know that, I know you're a big fan of Marvel, but this is one of the reasons why I fucking hate Marvel, is because they fuck because up a they, lot. They of like th- a lot of things. Yeah, that's I fair. Mean, it's- I mean, but they didn't they didn't do it the Marvel way. They did it the DC way, where they tried to force a universe in one movie. Because yeah, because of Marvel. Because they saw yeah. how successful Marvel has become, but they yeah they they they, they rushed into it because they want the money now and not later. Yeah. Um. So yeah, everything has to have a universe these days. <laughs> anyway, all right. So we jump from the Wolfman onto the Invisible Man. Uh. So we'll start with the 1933 classic, The Invisible Man. A scientist mm-hmm. finds a way of becoming invisible. But in doing so, he becomes murderously insane. Now you've seen this one. Sure have. Your, a while ago. Do you do you remember your thoughts on it? I thought it was cool from memory. Yeah. I think there was enough stuff going on where um where it was like engaging enough. There was enough because uh, it was basically about the chick, right? Because the invisible dude was barely in it. Uh, I mean, he was in it a lot. You just didn't see him. From, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, it, it, the, the whole movie kind of rested on the acting of um, his wife, really. A little bit, yeah. Um, but I thought it was uh, I thought it was really good. I enjoyed it. Um, and I think it was... It, it was fun in the context of how I watched it, where it was like, I watched the Lee Winnell one. Yep. Uh, from this year. And then went back and watched the OG one, and I was like, "Oh, I can see where this all came from. This is pretty cool." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, that would have been cool. Um, and I think, I think maybe that's what I didn't get watching this set of movies. Um, and because I was just watching long black and white movie after long black and white movie after long black and white movie, where I was like getting a bit fatigued. Yeah, fair enough. On this style of movie, but I think if you throw it in with context and stuff like that. And if you're like on a, like if I was on like a werewolf binge and I went and watched like American Werewolf in Paris and what like shit like that and uh, worked my way back, 
and then ended up at the Wolfman, mm-hmm. I think I would have enjoyed it more. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I if get that makes you. sense. I um, but yeah, I I remember really enjoying the Invisible Man. I thought it was cool. I thought it was genuinely creepy too, from memory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Invisible, like the original Invisible Man, is one of my favorite Universal monster films, and mm. I never thought I'd say that. Going into these Universal classics, I always thought, oh, the Invisible Man's not much of a monster. It's it's just a man." But the film is so much fun. You have Claude Rains being being the Invisible Man, and he does such a great job of of voice work. He makes his voice huge, mm. and and the, and the voice is a character itself. Then you've got the special effects, and it still wows me for a 1933 movie. Yeah, to make this thing invisible, like it's absolutely incredible. Um, the whole film's a blast from start to finish, and when you think about it. The like the Invisible Man has killed so many people in this movie. He's mm. he's in one film. He's killed more people. It's, it's action packed for yeah. a, for an old school. In one film, the Invisible Man has killed more people than um, Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, and Freddy Krueger have. Yeah, that, it, it, it's not as grotesque as as Jason's kills, but. Yeah, he killed more people in one film than Jason did in his entire franchise. I think I think I was thinking of the fly when I was like, it was mostly chick. You probably yeah, yeah. I think that's what I was thinking (laughs) of. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm just like going through this again, and I'm like, oh shit, yeah, that was the fly. Yeah, yeah, like Rob Spanks and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember all this shit. Uh, then we go on to the sequel, which is 1940's The Invisible Man Returns. So the story is, framed for the murder of his brother, Jeffrey Radcliffe is scheduled to hang. After a visit from his friend, Dr. Frank Griffin, he vanishes mysteriously from prison. Police Inspector Samson realizes that Griffin is the brother of the original Invisible Man and has given Jeffrey the formula to aid his escape. Can Jeffrey elude the police dragnet and track down the real murderer? More importantly, can Griffin discover an antidote before the invisibility formula drives Jeffrey insane? This one's a really good sequel. And yeah, going into this, I'm like, how can they make a sequel of The Invisible Man? Like, it's it's honestly, it's going to be the same thing. But no, they, they did a really good job of making a new story with with similar things that, that made the, the first one great. Like, the effects are, are all there, um, done well. The acting is great. The, the Invisible Man is played by a young Vincent Price, uh, who's very young Ooh. in this one. This is a really, really good sequel, man. Uh, if you like the original Invisible Man, this one's worth a watch too. Okay. I really enjoyed it. I'll have to check it out. Um... That is it for the Invisible Man sequels that I got a chance to watch. Um, but here's the other ones that um, that um, that I got a chance. That, that, sorry, the other sequels to Invisible Man. So we had 1940s The Invisible Woman, uh, 1942 Invisible Agent, 1944 The Invisible Man's Revenge, 1948 Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, as we talked about before. Um, Invisible, Man, Invisible yep. Man has a small cameo at the end of that and then we have 1951 Abbott and Costello meet the Invisible Man so I'll have to watch that one that'll be fun alright 
getting. We should do like a whole episode on the Abbott and Costello fucking. Wins. I'd be interested. That'd be fun. Um, yeah. All right, we're down to our last two monsters, and let's let's. What do you want to do? We want to do Frankenstein next or the creature? Mm. The, let's do creature first. Okay, we'll do the Gill Man. We'll leave Frankenstein to last. So, creature from the Black Lagoon from 1954. The story is. A strange prehistoric beast lurks in the depths of the Amazonian jungle. A group of scientists try to capture the animal and bring it back to civilization for study. So you had a chance to see this one too? Uh, I didn't watch it recently, but I have seen okay. it. Okay. One of your favorites? Uh, yeah, I I just I really I, I remember really enjoying it. I can't remember anything hella specifically, but I think I just liked the, how cool the fucking monster looked. Agreed. Yeah, it, it it is a rubber suit, but going back to like 1954, it looks phenomenal. Hmm. And it was just like uh, they're in the jungle and shit. And uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Gave me a gave me anaconda vibes too. Yeah, I can I can see that actually. <laughs> You and your anaconda love. <laughs> Fucking love anaconda, bro. <laughs> I can see that, man. This is actually one of my favorite um, of of the films, uh, except for the annoying soundtrack. The dun 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 that happens like every yeah. second, every time the the, the creature shows a, f- a finger. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. It's like okay, we get it. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, the acting in this is phenomenal. I love the story mm-hmm. in this movie. And now, look, man, you fucking... You kind of ruined it for me. Now you fucking mentioned Anaconda. I do see a lot of Anaconda in this. Yeah. Or should I say, I do see a lot of Creature in Anaconda. Yeah, it's like, um... It was scary. Like, the the music was really... Like, the music added a lot to it. And, um... It was... I was really worried that they wouldn't show him much. Yeah, yeah. But he gets a lot of screen time. He does, and it's not like so, it's not too much, you know. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's really great, and he like he gets a kill count as well. Like he fucking, I'm pretty sure he kills people from memory. Yeah. I I remember it not being uh, crazy action heavy, but definitely more action heavy than like Wolfman or vamp uh, Vampire Man. <laughs> vampire Man. <laughs> Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know Dracula, the vampire. Man. <laughs> no, definitely, it, d- it definitely does. Have you seen the, the meme on like going around on Facebook where the the creatures just like smashing anything and it's just saying "fuck this shit, fuck that shit, fuck this shit." It's, it's <laughs> no. funny, it's stupid but funny. Anyway, um, so onto that we have the sequels to Creature from the Black Lagoon, and they get strange. So we have Revenge really? of the Creature from 1955. Uh, the story of this is men capture the creature from the Black Lagoon and make him an aquarium attraction from which he escapes. This is basically the exact story from Jaws 3D. Um, so Jaws 3D like stole this completely. It's not a bad movie. It's a, it's a decent sequel. But you can basically... The, the plot tells you everything that happens in the movie. You know? Is it Shape of Watery? He doesn't fuck anyone. <laughs> get some of that fish dick <laughs> but yeah obviously he escapes as I said before and uh, wreaks havoc then we jump into the next sequel which is called The Creature Walks Among Us and that's not just a clever title 
This one's from 1956. The story of this is a scientist capture the creature and turn him into an air breather only for him to escape and start killing. Now, why would you do I don't that? know. I don't know why they <laughs> wanted to make him human, but they make him human to the point that they put clothes on him. It's like, hey, we've got this bear. We're going to give it wings. <laughs> yeah, but they put clothes <laughs> on the creature. And and it's kind of it's kind of tragic at the end. Like all the creature wants to do is just go back in the water. It's like just let me leave. He just wants to chill and eat fucking sushi and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, at first he, he's kind of cool, and he's like, you know what? I, I look pretty good in this gear. I make this shit look good. And then he realizes yeah. he's like, no, the ocean's my home, not these clothes. Yeah. So I, I think I think it really <laughs> jumped the shark. Um, uh. <laughs> yeah. The, the the sequel to this is just like, yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Okay. It's kind of strange. Yeah, stop it. <laughs> Overall, the creature from the Black Lagoon is is one of my favorite Universal creatures. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Uh, I think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into the uh, the main event, and that is, of course, Frankenstein. So we start off with Frankenstein from nineteen thirty one, and the story is: if you haven't seen Frankenstein, which is crazy. Dr. Frankenstein dares to tamper with life and death by creating a human monster out of lifeless body parts. So, you watched this one as well. I did. And your thoughts are, and if it's not a 10 out of 10, you can find yourself a new podcast. Alright, well, I guess I'll catch you later. How fucking... How aren't you not... How are you not giving this a 10 out of 10? Um... Again, drawbacks of being a fucking nineteen thirty-one ass movie. Okay, tell me, tell me what you didn't like about it. Uh, I think this one had music. <laughs> yeah, I think it, no, it didn't. It didn't have it did. music. It yeah. did. Oh, I can't remember. It, it's all a blur, bro. <laughs> um, but what did I like? Yeah, just. Uh, I don't like the long talky, 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 talky scenes. So, where just like nothing happens. So, like these these older films are just not your things. Basically, what you're saying. It just it 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 dragged on, man. For me, yeah. I just wish it was more tightly cut. Right. Okay. Like if it was like a thirty minute, forty minute movie, I'd be like, hell's yeah, this fucking movie. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was, I th- of of the movies that I watched, this was like up there. Like I, I still gave it eight out of ten. Okay, it's not not a ten. I, I thought it was. It's not ten out of ten. <laughs> um, I thought the story is the best out of all of them. Yeah. Um, it's tragic. He's so like. Like, they make him, and then he's just treated like... Like, he doesn't want to fucking exist, and then they make him exist. And then they just fucking treat him like shit, and then it's like, why'd you fucking make me then? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, the... Yeah. He... He didn't... He didn't know what he was doing. Poor cunt. Mm. Like, he was just trying to live, man. It's sad. He didn't know she'd drown. He saw the flowers floating. 
It's good science. A lot of these universal classics, like the the monster is very tragic. I mean, take the Wolfman for example. Well, the Wolfman's tragic too. Yeah, like Larry Talbot does not want to kill people. Like he he wants to kill himself for doing these things. The creature. Yeah, he just went back to Wales. And yeah, the creature just wants to be a creature in his own lagoon. Yet people keep fucking mm. with him. So what's he meant to do? Um, I mean, murder. Yeah, them. I mean, uh, Dracula's a, a whole different story. But yeah, a lot of a lot of yeah, Dracula's yeah, he he's just evil. But a lot of these creatures yeah. are just they just want to be left alone. They just want to do their thing, and that's that's what yeah, I man. liked about this movie. They're all tragic characters. Like he didn't mean to kill that kid. She should have learned how to fucking swim. <laughs> Dumb bitch. Her fault. Anyway, um, <laughs> like. Yeah, and then they just, like, fucking... He gets burnt to death. Like, I know he, you know, sequel and stuff, but in the context of the movie, he dies. He fucking gets brought to life, and then they fuck with him to the point where he, like, he defends himself. He doesn't know his own strength. Mm -hmm. He's got that, like, uh... Uh, you can't fucking say that anymore. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but he's proper strong. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) Superhuman strength. <laughs> yeah, let's call it superhuman. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. So uh, it just sucks, man. I just feel bad for the monster in this movie. I'm like, you're a jerk, getting off on your science so hard, <laughs> and then you, you didn't even take care of him. You know, it's not. It's not his fault. All the bad shit that happens isn't his fault. That yeah. It's it's Doctor Frankenstein's fault. It's also funny when they throw the dolls off the <laughs> the tower. And stuff. No, they were real people. Oh, sorry. It's funny when they throw the cadavers <laughs> off the building. <laughs> Look, okay. For me, I I fucking love this movie, and uh, I I wouldn't fault you for it. Um, we'll talk about the franchise in a second, but the first time mm-hmm. I saw Frankenstein, the first time I went to watch Frankenstein, honestly. I only went in to watch it just so I could, like, boost my horror cred, really. Just to say that, yeah, I've seen Frankenstein. I'm, I'm a mad horror That's fan. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> and, yeah. and honestly, I, I honestly expected it to be very slow and boring. I came out of this movie absolutely engulfed. Like, I, I just, I fucking f- fell in love with this film. I found it phenomenal. For one, like, honestly, it's timeless. I, I think to this day, like, it still holds up. Um, the effects in it are crazy. The the makeup work of Frankenstein mm. is so iconic that um, there's there's never been another Frankenstein that looks as good as this. And I, I mean, even the sequels, it's the same kind of style. Yet Boris Karloff's the the the, the, the look for Boris Karloff is so good. Um, it's just iconic, man. I I, I have to admit. I um I have a big picture of Frankenstein and the bride above um my bed. Um mm. I just <laughs> I fucking love these characters in this movie. Um what what I find with not just this Frankenstein but all most of them in the Frankenstein franchise is they're very very dark. Like really dark. Yeah, they they killed a kid and it's 1931 I was like, it's, like it's not just that like well, the first time I saw that he like he, he I still it still makes me laugh and I shouldn't laugh because it's really tragic like he just 
he, he runs out of flowers, so he throws the girl in the water. It's, it's funny. But what's what's the most fucking brutal part of this movie? The part that kind of like uh, it, it it kind of really like it hits my heart, man. Is the part where the father is holding the girl. Uh, holding her lifeless body and walking through the town and the look on the father's face is so genuine that it honestly some acting. yeah it honestly looks like they've actually killed his real life daughter and he's just trying his hardest to hold it together well funny story <laughs> um. <laughs> no but like it's it's re- it's not just this man some of the sequels in the fran- in the the Frankenstein franchise uh, they have a lot of very dark moments in them so, uh, and, mm. and some that like I didn't expect for the time I was like this is like this is kind of taboo to like do this mm. in that time uh, like killing a child now is is very frowned upon so what was it like in 1933 and yeah like I remember uh, when I was watching it like the remake I'm like they're not gonna kill yeah. they, they're kind of gonna yeah. they're not gonna rip his arm yeah. off for sure. I mean, they might take him, but they're not going to rip his arm off. Nope. Yeah. I'm so glad they did. I'm so fucking glad they did. Um, but I, I did hear that when this movie came out, they did cut that scene out of the of the Frankenstein movie. So everyone was just mad at him for no reason? Well, they saw, like, it, it would, it was Frankenstein and the little girl playing, and then it would cut to, like, just flowers just floating in the water. So it was like alluded that he killed her, but we don't know how. I don't think that would elude enough for me. Yeah, I know, I know. But honestly, that little bitch go plonk. You what, sorry? Honestly, they go plonk in the water. <laughs> um, yeah, look, man, for me, I just, I fucking, I find this movie phenomenal. It's, it's one of the best universal monster movies you can find. Uh, I, I just fucking love it. So... It was, it, was, it was good it was good like I said I gave it 8 so it's not like I thought it was shit I give it 10 so you you think it's shit alright on to the sequel <laughs> The Bride of Frankenstein now the story is Mary Shelley herself reveals the main characters of her novel survived Dr. Frankenstein goaded by an evil uh, sorry goaded by an even madder scientist build his monsters a mate so I'm going to go ahead and guess that you have the same thoughts about this one. I thought this one was better. Yeah, okay. Alright, explain. Um I don't know. I uh this one made me cry. <laughs> this one was sad. Yeah. Uh I it was like when he was in the um in the hermit's cabin. Uh huh. And he finally found a friend. Yep. And smoke is good. <laughs> and like <laughs> food good. Drink good. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. I can follow. Fire bad. All these things. Real truths, yeah. you know? Um But like he finally found someone who accepted him. Uh, you know, just because he was chill, he was never trying to be mean. He wasn't trying to drown no kid. <laughs> he just needed a fucking uh, a diary man and just to chill out. <laughs> and 
<laughs> just he just needed a durry and a sit down, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I ever need. Yeah, give exactly. me a cigarette and a sit down, and I'm good. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You're right. <laughs> um, but yeah, he like he found his friend, and then they they went and killed his friend. It sucked. Yeah, he finally found someone who accepted him, and he felt like he belonged for like two seconds. Not even belonged, but just found some sort of peace. And and then they they kill the blind hermit and they burn his fucking house down. And then he's lonelier than ever because now he's had it and he lost it. And then um, Captain Crazy Pants scientist comes along and, like, Frankenstein doesn't want a fucking bar of it. And, uh, or Dr. Frankenstein or whatever. Um, yeah, doesn't want a bar of it and he pushes him into it and tempts him. Uh, which I saw a review that was, like, uh, calling that whole part like a, a, like a gay allegory thing. <laughs> fucking hell. And I was like, I could see that. Um, yeah, and then, like, fucking go to all this trouble to make him a missus. And she's, like, terrified of him like everybody else. And he's like, fuck this shit. I'm gonna burn this whole cunt down. And I'm like, yeah, you fucking do it, Frankie boy. <laughs> you fucking get it. You fucking blow up that fucking building. <laughs> fuck that bitch. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so you followed more. I liked it. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> there wasn't as much just, like, chit-chatting. Yeah, well, there was more action for you? Yeah, man. And, and even the, the chit-chatting was, like, interesting. Like, the, the dialogue was a lot, um, a lot better, a lot easier to follow. Um, and not everyone just looked like a slick-back white dude. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it was good. I wish there was more of the titular bride <laughs> to see what the fuck her go was. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I thought it was a, a T2 type scenario for me. So you agree that this was, um, better, better than the original? Better than the original. Original's great. Don't get me yep. wrong, but I think there's even better. Okay. Um, yep. For me, I, I'm in, I'm in agreements here. Um, this is this is a better film not by much I, I, I love them both man uh, Bride of Frankenstein it's it's a lot more fun you know and I'm gonna I'm gonna mm. agree with you man this one does tug at your heartstrings and not just for the hermit, hermit part like I was watching the ending just quickly on YouTube to this movie when when um, the monster meets the bride and he sees her and he has a smile on his face and he holds out his hand he's happy yeah he holds out his hand and goes friend and yeah, yeah, it kind of breaks your heart when you. And she's like, "Nah, bitch, you got a job, <laughs> you got a car." <laughs> <laughs> but um, that going on to the bride and how how long she's in the movie for. Um, yeah, I think that took everyone by surprise when they first saw this, because the bride is the only universal monster that has never killed anyone. She's never anything to anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she's played by Elsa Lancaster, who is absolutely stunning. Um, 
Oh yeah, she's yeah. gorgeous. And she does she does a phenomenal job of what she's given. Like, there's not much really to do, but I think she does a great job of just her head turns and stuff Stare like that. Yeah, and run away. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, man, this one's this one's unreal. It, it it starts off straight away. I love how they bring in Mary Shelley into like the opening. That's so meta. Yeah, yeah, and I I love it. I just think it's fucking phenomenal. Um, uh, yeah. What can be said about br- the Bride of Frankenstein? I mean, um, yeah, man. Like of of the movies I watched this yeah. week, I would happily watch these two again. Nice all day. And I'm I'm interested to see what a, a modern day uh, remake of these would be like. You can watch the um the Frankenstein. Like I said before with Dracula, Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula from 1992. Mm. In the same year, they remade Frankenstein as well. Uh, Robert De Niro plays Frankenstein. And they do oh, feature yeah. the bride in it, who's played by... What's her name? She's in a lot of Tim Burton films. I think she was married to... Oh, Helena That's Bottom the one. Cut. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's her who plays the bride. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a decent little remake as well. Um, I can let you borrow it if you like However, like, I don't think it needs a remake. Like, it's... I, fuck, I think it holds up. Shit, yeah. To be real. Both of these do. Very much so. Yeah. Um, um, in saying that, the funny thing... How did you feel about Frankenstein talking? I liked it. Because Bo- Boris it, Karloff it, was very against it. Nah, man. It's it's good. It, it's like, it, he's... Le- it was just like... It, g- it gave me the sense that he was smarter than they made him out in the first movie. Yeah. Like, and that he was learning and he was getting there. Yeah. yeah. And that maybe he could have been somebody. I mean, like, you know, not a model or anything, <laughs> but like, you know, he, he could have helped the, you know, helped Frankenstein out and been like his bro and shit. Yeah. Like, you know, and depending on like, I don't know. Maybe he's got like 12 dicks. We don't know how many dicks they sewed on him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, on to the next one. And the next uh, the next Frankenstein film in, in the franchise is from 1939. That is called Son of Frankenstein. So the story is returning to the ancestral castle long after the death of the monster. The son of Dr. Frankenstein meets a mad shepherd who is hiding the comatose creature. To clear his family, to clear the family name, he revives the creature and tries to rehabilitate him. So the um, the shepherd, as they call him in this, is played by Bella Lugosi, and his name is Igor. Um, obviously, you know who Igor is. Uh, honestly, man, the Frankenstein franchise it never fails for me. Um, oh, really? Sounds good too. Th- yeah, they're all good. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, okay. uh, this entry it's the weakest out of the three but it's still just as good as the other ones. Billy Lugosi, as I said before, is Igor. He's a standout here. Um, The acting, the story, they're so well done. But what really got me with this movie is the ending. Um, And I won't say what happens, but it's it's very dark. Um, It's one of those things I said while talking about the death of the little girl in the first one. This one has another dark moment that's just like, wow, they're actually doing that again it went there (laughs) Um, but a bit different Um, I really enjoy this one man it's it's another Frankenstein film that that I will definitely definitely rewatch so that's 
Son of Frankenstein from 1939. The next one we have is 1942's The Ghost of Frankenstein. The story is, the villagers think the town is cursed from the Frankenstein family and decide to blow up the Frankenstein castle. But in doing so, they have released the monster from his grave. <laughs> Wasn't it already blown up? What? Wasn't it already blown up and bright? No. Okay. Apparently not. <laughs> okay. um, Sorry. Uh, they decided to blow up the Frankenstein castle. But in doing so, they have released the monster from his grave. After realizing that lightning makes the monster stronger, Igor and the monster decide to, decide to see Dr. Frankenstein, who is the other son of the original Dr. Frankenstein, um, who wants to give the monster a new brain. So he wants to take out the, uh, the murderer's brain and put in a new wholesome brain. Um, this one is... This one had me... I, I was just engrossed with this one. Once again, Frankenstein franchise absolutely knocking it out of the park. From the characters to the setting to the story, they're just well-made and entertaining films. Um, this entry, while I say that, while it was well-made and well-written, uh, it is the weakest out of the four. The ending twist was good, but it came off a little silly for me. Um... This is the only other one where Frankenstein speaks, but it's not really Frankenstein speaking. It, it's someone else, and it comes off really, yeah. really strange. So, the, okay, I'll just spoil it. They swap the brain of Frankenstein's monster with Igor. Yeah, uh, and okay. Igor speaks very loud, and 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 how Igor speaks, and and mm. <laughs> Frankenstein starts speaking like Igor, and it's. Really strange, disjointing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Long Long Cheney Junior plays the monster in this, and he actually does better than I expected. I mean, he's no Karloff, but he pulls off the mannerisms and the monster pretty well. Um, but yeah, it's just that part at the end where where it's it's Igor speaking through the monster, which is just like, well, that's weird to me. Still, it's yeah, it's a okay. really great entry into the series. Um, I think, that, honestly, if you go to JB Hi-Fi now, you can buy the Legacy Collection of Frankenstein, which is like eight movies for $36. That's in Australia, obviously. Um, Physically. But yeah, I went and did it because I could not find the Ghost of Frankenstein everywhere, and I'm really glad I did. So, if you want to finish the franchise, get that. But that is it. That's it. And then, of, of course, we have House of Frankenstein and, and the, the crossover movies with Frankenstein. You can buy two, get one free at the moment. Too. There you go. You can go do that. You can go do that. Um, okay, so obviously you haven't seen them all. Can you give me basically a list of, of your favorite... Give me a list of your favorite um, universal monsters, like the creatures from... from the creatures? Um... Look, I think I'm going to go... Does the fly count? No, not, not really. really. Okay. Um, mm, I think Frankenstein, definitely top one. I really didn't think it would be, to be yeah. real. Um, but it really, like, it really knocks it out of the park. Like, it was really good. Um, that, I think, as... Man, if you made... Um, if you made... Bride of Frankenstein and Frankenstein into the one movie that would be my favourite thing ever I mean, you cut out all the bullshit <laughs> yeah you know like and made that into one giant feature uh-huh. I would love that 
that would be my like perfect movie that would be 100% 10 out of 10 um I think after that I reckon Invisible Man and then uh Creature from the Black Lagoon uh they're all pretty close tied second those two and then I'd have to say The Wolfman and then The Vampire Man Dracula after that and what uh, and then Mummy throw Mummy at the end uh, what about The Phantom oh Phantom uh, okay, okay. <laughs> <Last> <laughs> <one>. <laughs> okay nice man alright well I'm gonna give you my top <laughs> I'm scary I play pianos <laughs> I'm gonna give you my top 10 universal films so in number Gunners. 10 I have The Invisible Man Returns Loved it. Mm-hmm. Number nine, I had Son of Frankenstein. Uh, number mm. eight, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. Uh, then in number seven, I have the Wolfman. Number six, I had Son of Dracula, which was uh, that was very close. That was very hard not to put in my top five. So my top okay. five is number five, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Uh, number four, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Number three, I have Frankenstein, the original Frankenstein. Number yep. two, I have The Invisible Man. And my number one favorite Universal Monster film is, of course, The Bride of Frankenstein. Mmm, good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that pretty much wraps this episode up. I want to thank everyone that has stuck around and listened to this episode. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> We would like to thank... Uh, I already said that. We are proud members of the Padded Room Podcast Network and can be found there, as well as Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Tuning, Google Podcasts, and many, many more. If you would like to help this show grow, the best way to do it is giving us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts or share our show on social media. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Letterboxd under Horror for Dummies, and we would love to hear from you. So let us know. Let us know what you think about this episode and tell us what you're doing for Halloween. How are you going about Halloween with COVID going on? You- yeah, what's what's the COVID sitch going to do to Halloween over there in the uh, the Americas? Yeah, tell us. Let us know. I'm How's curious. That all yeah. um, are you just going to get a fucking slingshot and fucking belt cunts with candy? Pretty <laughs> much. Mouth? Pretty much. Um, Alright, so on to next week Which is the final week of the House of Horrors Halloween Spectacular Um, Before I mention what next week's episode is I have a bonus episode coming out uh, In a few days After this one's released Which is It's got a big hot bonus for you uh, which is uh, t- uh, Tim's top 10 episode of fav- Tim's top 10 favourite monsters. <laughs> so what's funny, you dickhead? Tim's top 10. Yes. It's a cool It's a cool title. Leave me alone. Um, Tim, Tim, Tim. Tim's top 10 favourite monsters. Coming at you soon. <laughs> Fucking dick. And, uh, and then the week after that, we have the final episode of The House of Horrors. We're going to be talking about Halloween films. And not just any Halloween films. We're not going to be talking about the typical ones that everyone always talks about. You fucking run-of-the-mill, yeah. mainstream-ass, every cunt seen them, Halloween-as-shit, pumpkin-ass movies. <laughs> no, we're going to be talking about films that may have been missed. So, basically hidden gems um, of, of Halloween films. 
Um, so we'll talk about that next week. We've got a few recommendations. If, you, if you're sick of watching Halloween every Halloween season, we're going to give you some recommendations. Ernest of- Scared Stupid. <laughs> Yeah, Ernest Scared Stupid. Uh, we're going to give you some recommendations of other films that you can uh, you can check out. So, uh, anything else to add, Luffy, before we head off? Uh, yeah. Cats are shit. They are not. Dogs are shit. No, cats Dogs are, are shit. shit. All right, we'll see you next week. Say goodbye, <laughs> Luffy. Goodbye, Luffy. Tokyo 